But you look nothing like Mike Broomhead, Kristen Benz. <laughs> Yay. I mean, I don't know how to take that, but I appreciate it. You're welcome, and happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you. Do not adjust your radio if you're in your car on the way to work. It is Kristen Benz filling in for Mike Broomhead today on KTAR. Happy Friday to all of you. Okay, so we have a lot going on. I'm going to kind of recap the week. Um, all the girlies are in the studio today, so you know what that means. I'm going to play the music I want. I'm going to do what I want. But when I want to talk about politics, I talk to one man, and that man is Jim Cross. I harassed him in the studio today, just in case you're all wondering, and I made him come sit next to me so we could chit-chat. Pleasure to be here. I don't get enough of you lately. I appreciate that. Well, you know. I do what I can. How you been? Uh, you know, life. Good. Good, whatnot. It's Friday. Uh, yeah, it's Friday. And we're here. And you know what's so funny? They chose to have Employee Appreciation Day at KTAR yesterday. Yeah. In my absence. Should I take that personally? No. You don't think so? Not. No. I miss the donuts. I miss the pizza. I miss all the good things. That was a cool thing for them to do. Were you here? Yeah. D- see? Everyone gangs up on the blonde girl. Well. Yeah. Well. I don't You're staying away from that. (laughs) I'm not touching that one. Happy Friday, everyone. So when I want to talk politics, I talk to one man, Jim Cross. Going to be an interesting year. How are you even dealing with this? It's not runaway out of control yet. Do you need therapy? That's what I want to know. Not presently. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to me in a few months, but... Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting uh, 2024. Okay, so I am going to fall on the sword and just ask random questions, and you can just kind of pitch in if you'd like. Fire away. Okay, so I'm seeing that Trump is vastly ahead in a lot of polls. Most of the polls, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing that Carrie Lake is pulling ahead in a lot of polls. In the Rasmussen, in the Rasmussen poll, Rasmussen one, poll. Uh, 3%, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Mike Noble, Noble Predictive Insights poll, he has Ruben Gallego, the congressman Democrat, mm-hmm. uh, leading Lake. If they were head-to-head matchup, uh, Noble has Gallego beating Kerry Lake by 10 points. If Cinema, and this is a million-dollar question, if Cinema gets into the race and runs for re-election, then Noble has Gallego winning over Lake 34-31 with Cinema pulling down 23%. So this is the question that no one is asking or we're going to talk about. Um, so Kirsten Cinema, ironically, <laughs> I think the deadline for her to enter the race is April 1st. She has one month from now. April to, Fool's Day. Yeah, to get 100, to get 42,000 signatures uh, by April 1st is what she needs to run for re-election. Now, that's a tight timetable. It's not impossible in politics. Uh, Mike O'Neill, or Senior political analyst here at KTR said she certainly has the um, funding and everything else she needs in place to to get the signatures. And it's 42,000 people around the state. So it's not out of the question she could jump into the race mm-hmm. for re-election. Now it's just a matter of will she do it. And I think, do you think she's toying with us? Do you think she really wants to jump in because I think that it would actually upset the apple cart. I don't know. I, I th- she has so many avenues. If she decides not to go back to the Senate, she has a lot of opportunities to do other things. I mean, she could be, for example, um, television expert, a consultant, 
she could be, uh, you know, uh, expert that they call on for for uh, many other talk programs mm-hmm. on the national outlets. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, she has. If she doesn't stand the Senate, she's got some avenues ahead of her. Interesting. I just, I wonder how long she's going to make everyone toil and wait. Well, she doesn't have any more than another month. I mean, it's 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 kind of pushing crunch time now. Mm-hmm. So, and no rumblings from her camp. I have not heard anything. She in the most recent interviews I heard, uh, she said she's focused on the job. Um, you know, she was one of the ones that crafted the border bill, so-called border bill, that that failed mm-hmm. to uh, get through Congress. Um, had to be a disappointment to her. Uh, whether or not that will play a role in her decision to seek re-election or not, that remains to be seen. Let's talk about Carrie Lake. She's, and like you said, in some polls, she's coming up. Very um, much so. She is certainly um, not, I don't want to say playing toward the middle lately. I want to say that uh, maybe um, modifying some of the rhetoric. Mm-hmm. A bit. Um, it is it certainly toned down from what it was a couple of years ago. Uh, she's, I'm, what I'm trying to say is she, she's trying to appeal to more um, centrist centrist Republicans, you know, mm-hmm. the so-called McCain Republicans, you know, the conservative Reagan mm-hmm. type Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's responsible for some of her uh, boost in the poll numbers on uh, Rasmussen, at least. Uh, Noble Predictive Insights, that was their first poll of 2024. In um, what she had in head to head, he would have Gallego 10 points over Lake, and then he would have a three point difference again. If cinema jumps into the race, mm-hmm. but if you took this poll, say in two weeks from now, before cinema makes her announcement or not, who knows what that poll will look like? Yeah, she's definitely um, her voice is being heard, and she's resonating. Yeah, with and we're, voters, we're months away from the election and the primaries and everything else, and you know the next month is going to fly by. But honestly, a month in politics is a lifetime. <laughs> it's dog years. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, um, buckle up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you want to talk about Trump? Do you want to talk about all the court cases? You want to talk about SCOTUS? It's that a, is lot. a very interesting uh, situation right now with the Supreme Court. Um, I think most of the experts think that it's unlikely that the Supreme Court will make a decision until probably late June. Right. Um, I would, again... A lot of the political commentators I've been hearing and seeing think now it's more and more unlikely that any of these trials will happen before the election. There might be a possibility of one of them starting maybe in September, but yeah, it's completely up in the air right now. It's interesting because he's courting um, African-American voters, African-American males specifically, Mm -hmm. and they are resonating with him. I was just talking about this earlier with Jim Sharp. Because they feel that he's being persecuted legally, and that's resonating with African-American males. Um, It's just, you would not think that (laughs) Trump would be resonating with that voter, but ironically, they're extremely supportive. And if he does garner their attention and their vote, 
it's a whole new ball game for him. Yeah, and like I said, he's leading most of the polls right now. Uh, and uh, it was an interesting situation in Texas yesterday because you had the former president and the current president who are not the best friends. And uh, <laughs> basically, President Biden said, work with me and let's try to get something done about the border. And chances of that happening are... Slim and none. Slim and none. Slim's on a plane, plane to Vegas. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, oh, my gosh. Jim Cross, everybody. Kristen Bentz filling in for Mike Broomhead on KTAR. Stay tuned. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Oh, yeah. Feeling good as heck. Because I don't know if I can say H-E double hockey sticks on the radio. No? I can't say that? The girls say no. Wow. Wow. I'm going to get walked out of here today. <laughs> I have a feeling. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. It's Kristen Benz filling in for Mike Broomhead. And um, we are going to chit-chat a little bit about um, females in politics and what we think is going to happen with all sorts of issues with women and what lies ahead for women in 2024. Um, we're going to talk about Nikki Haley. We're going to talk about Kamala, Michelle Obama. And there's just a lot of high beta going on with that. So, you know, what? while Trump and Biden are the presumptive nominees right now, what's going to happen to Nikki Haley? What's going to happen to Kamala? Um, and what's their end game? So, I think Nikki Haley will be eliminated officially in the next couple of weeks um, when Trump kind of sails through Super Tuesday to clinch the nomination in mid-March. And I think Nikki Haley knows that she can't win, but I don't think she's going to go quietly. And I think the no labels candidate kind of thing um, might be an option for her. Is that an insurance policy? I don't know. And that that's what we're going to talk about today. Um so is the prospect of Haley getting a three to four percent in Arizona or Wisconsin general election as no labels more detrimental to a Trump win than her remaining in the GOP through the convention is allowed, um, you know, but empty kind of candidate? I don't know. So she's really made um, a lot of noise, actually. But what's her end game? So I'm going to um, ask Julia to pipe in today because all the girlies are here. And we're going to just chit chat about women in politics and what we think is going to happen. So first, let's talk about Nikki Haley. Miss Julia, what do you think? About Nikki and her like run for re-election and her or, like, election in general. Um, I don't know. She's had a really rough go at it in, you know, in Iowa and in Maine, especially in Maine, where, she, you know, she thought that she could really break some ground um, and it did not go well for her. And, you know, she just lost her home state by a wide margin. Um, you know, she had a lot of people, who, you know, and she was a popular. She was a two term governor in South Carolina. And the fact that she did not have many people on her side within the state was, you know, a, a major turning point. And then she did lose out on major donor networks. You know, the Coke network uh, dropped yes. out after was it South Carolina or after the one that just passed um, whatever state was it. But anyway, she's losing money. And that, you know, that does not bode well for elections. Well, she's so determined and I appreciate that. And I think it's wonderful for the GOP to have someone else in the race, right? Because it's become a Trump Biden. We all know this. So I applaud and I appreciate her. But there's also a moment to kind of realize that it's time to, you know, kind of step back a little bit. And I'm just wondering 
when that will be for her because she seems so defiant. I'm wondering if she's just waiting around for something to happen. Like either, you know, maybe she's just waiting if Trump, let's say Trump gets convicted in a court, in one of his many court cases, right? Does, is, you know, is that her chance to be like, hey, look, I'm still here. Like you could still vote for me in the primary. You know, what she's if She's waiting. I think she is waiting, honestly. But she's going to have to wait a long time. And so we were right. talking about this earlier um, with Jim Cross. So all of these cases, which seem to be prolonged and pushed back, et cetera, I don't think her funding will prolong her waiting for for that moment. No, it won't, especially when she's already losing out on money today. You know, that doesn't carry through to tomorrow, especially, you know, in one of the main Trump cases, um, the Supreme Court will not listen in on the presidential immunity case until April 22nd. That's still another month and 22 days away. And they'll rule, I guess, in June. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm or they might root. They might rule quickly. Depends. You know, obviously, they're taking it up because presidential immunity is a big deal. And obviously, the Supreme Court should have a say on that. But what does that mean for Nikki Haley? It means another month of waiting. It means, you know, more, you know, more supporters of Trump might look at his court cases and, you know, might help propel him through these next couple primary elections. You know, we still haven't had Super Tuesday yet. Yeah, I think she's not long for this world. And I appreciate her for trying to, like, stay in there. And the other thing that's interesting is this no labels thing. So is she going to enter that? you know, race and be a part of that ticket? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's like the move for her. You know, she's a pretty staunch conservative. It's just the Republican Party seems to be split on, you know, ideals and values about, you know, where you stand on conservatism these days. So the big question is, what do we do with Kamala? Right? Because, and I see you wincing. If Biden steps down, which I think there's a lot of banter about it. And I'm not going to, like, kick a man when he's down. But there are some issues cognitively, physically, visually that one can see. And, yes, you have two kind of, I don't want to say elderly, but I want to say elderly candidates, right? So you have one. It's both, like, crazy grandpa duel, right? So here's the thing. I am an analyst, right? So I look at political candidates like I look at stocks, So people hate Walmart. They hate it. They think they're awful. They come into the community. They're terrible. Blah, 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 blah. Their uh, consumers are awful. Walmart is fantastic. They're brilliant. They're making money. They are resonating with their consumer. Trump, I liken to Walmart. Okay, you want to hate it. Everybody lives within 10 miles of a Walmart. They're killing it financially. That's how I look at candidates. So it's not personal. Okay, it's not political. It's just how you're what's best for the economy. And then you have Joe Biden that's not resonating at all. Like, I remember when uh, Obama was running and you're like, what, two years old, Julia? I was like nine. Oh, my God. This first time around, I was kill me. I'm sorry. Please shoot me. Anyone in the building right now. Anyway, so when Obama was running, whatever the socials were back in the day, and I think it was YouTube and Twitter was all about Obama. That's all you heard about. Right. And the youth movement, everybody loved. He was everywhere. MTV, like all the places, all the things. Yes. And he was young, by the way. Yes. We add that into the mix. He wasn't in his 70s or 80s when he was running. And he was young and fun and had like children and was adorable and fun. And everyone loved him. You don't hear that. No one is defending Biden. No one in your generation is like, you know what I think? I think that I don't hear any of that. And I feel like. It's about time for Gatos. 
I feel like it's about time to talk about the big Q poll question of the day. And I'm going to be here and stick around. And we're going to talk to Gatos in about two seconds. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, everybody, it's Kristen Bentz in for Mike Broomhead. And now it's time for the Big Q poll question of the day. Gatos, what do you got for me? This is exciting. I know. This is fantastic. I get a day off from Broomhead. This is awesome. He's See? You know, giving me the guff in the morning. You know, sometimes he's cheery. Sometimes he's, he's not. He's never he's cheery. A- Let's be hey, real. Gatos, sometimes. Or he's like, hey, Gatos. And I'm like, I don't know which <laughs> Broomhead I'm going to get in the morning. But you know what? It's still fun. How are you, Kristen? I am well. It is so good to hear your voice. I miss you. You've been on vacation a lot. What's with that? I have not been on vacation a lot. You're never now, here. Wait a, now, wait a second. I took one vacation day. One so far all year. It's March. And I took I, advantage I and I sat in your seat. It was fantastic. <laughs> I, I was drunk with power. Oh, gosh. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I take one vacation day in two months, and, and now I'm getting crap for me. But That's listen, listen, I have better lighting for you. I've been advocating on your behalf. You don't think I look good in the lighting with I all think the video that we're doing and all stuff? of you men at KTAR, yeah. and I say this with Need love, makeup. could yeah. benefit for better lighting. And also... No, I, I, it's really for me, actually. So, I'm just <laughs> well, well, here's the big cue. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's a, it's about the border. Uh, I don't know if you're talking about the border today, but yeah, who would want to uh, talk about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's fixed, obviously, because Biden and Trump went down there yesterday, so there's nothing we have to worry about, right? Right. All done. Um, President Biden invited former President Trump to work together. Oh, to yeah, to lobby Congress to pass an immigration bill. And I asked, do you think these two men can and will work together? Yes or no. So we were doing right before our show. We saw a clip from President Biden who actually asked Donald Trump, let's work together to get this done. And I was thinking, you know, it's about time Biden asked somebody who knows how to secure the border. How do I secure the border? Because I've done a really bad job. Yes. You know, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of problems with Trump. I certainly have a lot of problems with Biden. But, um, you know, for the most part, Donald Trump did a pretty good job on the border, uh, except for ripping the kids out of mom's hands. That was not cool. That's a and thing. I don't want to see mm-hmm. that again. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, but other than that, I mean, he really, you know, he concentrated on it and he wanted to try and um, listen, you can't fix the border. It's because Congress won't fix it. So if you're the president, you can do a bunch of executive orders yes. and you can slow things down. And what Joe Biden did was he did 89 executive orders that nullified Trump and what he did on the border. And now we've got this mess here. So both of these guys, there's no way they're going to work together. I really don't know why Trump or Biden, excuse me, mm-hmm. even asked Trump. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was trying to call him out. Uh, but I don't think these two will work together. No, 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 no. Yeah. So um, agreeing with you, because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. it's just it's not going to work. Uh, These two together. And I think it was it's a really rare, I think, decision on the part of the Biden administration to even reach out. I I see what they're trying to do here. It's just backfiring like everything they do. Yeah, (laughs) it really acknowledge Trump has all this power, which we already know he does. Yes. um, You know, listen, he's the Donald Trump's not the president. Joe Biden, you're the president. Do something to help the border because you've done nothing. Exactly. Um, Gatos, miss you. 
Hey, miss you too. We'll see you later. Have a great rest of the show. Love it. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. All right, guys. Um, so we're going to talk about Bidenflation and shrinkflation, all the flations. And I'm going to break it down for you. We're going to have like schools in session. All right. Pencils down. Schools in session. Kristen Bentz in for Mike Broomhead. This is KTAR.